podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Tramblebet Podcast for Saturday the 1st of May 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Good afternoon John. And the knitting gordo for the people that are watching on Patreon. Hello. How are we doing John? <laughs> right, alright. We were just like briefly discussing how amazing, how amazing our picks were last week. I'm buzzing to get onto it. But we were just also having a discussion that me and Andy have not bought new trainers. Because that is actually what Gordo's doing just now is lacing trainers. These sweet kicks. For all the Patreons. For the Patreons. Um, subscribers. Aye, two years I've not bought trainers, which is really, really good because they're still in good nick coming out of lockdown. Um, so I'll get away with that, Andy. I'll probably beat your three years. Bet you need to buy new trainers before me. I've not bought, I've not bought a pair of like trainer trainers since about 2008. Are you just holding off for this podcast to become so big that we become influencers and we just start getting night to send us stuff <laughs> yeah, directly? Sending us stuff in there. Aye. I've got, I've got yeah. these cool as hell baseball cleats though. There's that pa- oh, they are nice. There's that Patreon content right there, Andy. That's right seeing that's worth. Look at that. It's got my got my number on the back and everything. Proper why, custom. Why are you ninety nine? I, I hope Rick- that doesn't resemble positioning team and just the number. <laughs> you know, it's, cause, guys. It's, it's cause of the it's cause of the Charlie Charlie Sheen film Major League. He plays a character called Ricky Vaughn. So on the back of his shirt is Vaughn ninety nine. So right, with my okay. sur- so with my surname, it's really the only number that I that I could pick. Fair, fair, fair. I was like watching the Friends game on Tuesday night and their goalie wearing number three is like up there with one of the most offensive Weird. things that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I even, even for me, it, it even just goes like racial abuse wearing number three as a goalie. It's just underneath. Just, just underneath. Yeah. Like there's nothing higher than that and there's nothing lower. It, it's that. Zidane wearing number five and Asamoah Jan wearing number three up front. Just in the bin. See if Zidane joins your team, you remove the number ten that's there. Who who did he come in for that it was such an issue? Do you remember? Who Louis Figo was already wearing number ten, but ah, he was there you go. He he's pretty he was alright. But, he but that was be, that was because he, Raul he commands some respect. Yeah. But that was because Raul was wearing number seven. Seven. None of it yeah. made sense. <laughs> and this week on Real Madrid Legends. We should just do a podcast. I was going for and numbers. this week on our favourite numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's just fly straight into to my favourite league, the Australian A-League. Um, my banker was MacArthur versus Melbourne City. I took a goal in the second half at the absolute tremendous odds of 1-6, to six, even a shite bag price for somebody like me. It came in 12 minutes into the second half. There was two goals, which I listened back last night. I also called out, but the odds were so poor. You were only getting 47 for two goals in the second half, so I went safe at 1-6. to six. It came in after 13 minutes. Job done. Back on the banker trail. My banker was in the Japanese J-League. I took the Yokohama F Marinos to win at home to Yokohama at much bigger odds of 4-11. to 11. They won 5-0. So it doesn't get much better than that. So that's in the bracket of comfortable bankers, right, Andy? 5 nothing. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty, that's pretty, pretty, pretty reasonable. Uh, that's all right. And uh, my banker came in, which is interesting because it was originally my charity, so the switch worked. Um, it did, did give us a little bit of a, a scare though it was PSG versus uh, Mets versus PSG PSG won this game 3-1 uh, it was one each at half time um, and they come back and won it 3-1 interestingly enough their price shifted massively so when we when we recorded it was 2-7 they went off it 1-5 1-6 some places 
So it just shows you the, the difference in the Patreon content gets you almost double your double your um, odds on your banker. Rookies would have been holding off to the lineup. That would have been it. They would have been been worried about the same thing as I was. Um and rightly so, they arrested more players because after an hour in Man City, Man City absolutely dominated them last night. Yeah. Um good game last night actually. Mate, I had um I done my amazing high priced uh, goal kicks in the Champions League. Yeah, I've seen um, that. And I managed to build up a wee pot to yesterday. So I'd managed to still have twenty. Did you put your three pence on? <laughs> no, well, I still had my twenty five quid sitting in the account, so I had some bets on, and then last night I took uh, 20 quid on Paredes and Neymar to get carded because I've watched a lot of PSG, and when things start to go wrong, they are just a team full of absolute fannies. They, they, are, the yeah. most, they, they are the most petulant team I've ever seen. I, I can't think of... I, I genuinely can't think of a team that are more petulant and more easier to rile up than them and you know what's really annoying me is Neymar is, is, is having too much of an effect on Mbappe because he just seemed like a wee dick last night as well somebody who I've enjoyed playing I was like nah you know what I'm alright you can stay in France I've no interest in seeing no, you no he's coming to Liverpool that's, that's, that's his next big move fucking ran 80 yards to try and get De Bruyne sent off I mean that was the only thing he really done so he'll fit in with our current level <laughs> <laughs> That, that came in, and it, I was just going to mention, it's worth a mention in the return leg as well, because that'll be that'll be a bad game. It'll be a naughty game. So, God, you got lucky with PSG there. Yeah, um, squeaked in. Squeaked in at 3-1. <laughs> when did you get the early payout for that? Oh, it was Eddie Glad penalty in the 88th minute, so oh. it was locked up with, with five minutes to go. <laughs> um, so, Gordo, Balbao, Atletico Madrid, my value pick in La Liga. Um, last game of the weekend, Sunday night, I took the away side of Athletic Madrid because they'd won the reverse and they looked at their turn in the corner. They'd won 5-0 the previous weekend. They won 2-0 after we recorded their home game next. But went one mile behind, equalised in the 77th and were, were in complete control and just got caught on the counter because it's games they need to win. Um, you were right, Gordo. You were right. In this instance, yes. Um, you will have the <laughs> <laughs> to, to have a conversation about that after Andy's pick here. <laughs> yeah, my pick was again in Japan, took the Uruwa Red Diamonds to win against a bad, bad Oita side. And they did. They won 3-2. So that was a, a value pick in it better than even money, 12-11. to 11. That was the, the bet of the week we'd said on the podcast last week. And I'm just looking at my notes again and I have ridiculous price, don't understand, somebody must be injured. Well, they went 2-1 down. Yeah. Um, so they came back to win 3-2 but they're, they're just a much better side than the leader so 12-11 pre-game was still great I believe you got 11-2 on them in play as well you were talking about looking at the game for Oita were yeah and Oita had taken ahead yeah you could get a big price in play on that but more than happy with just the 12-11 price considering I back all my picks as a fourfold and the value, my value pick, uh, let the value side down very early this week. Disappointingly as well, so I was in an area with zero signal. So I, I seen the game at one each, at about still at the top of a hill, about 45 minutes, then didn't have any signal for like two hours. And the first message I'd seen was John messaged me saying, org wrong. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it was not org right. I was not org right. I was org wrong in this. Uh, Trailerburg's org right finished one each. And uh, yeah, my only blemish this week. 
And the, we're moving on to the last blemish from the podcast. Uh, my outsider was La Liga, Elche versus Levante. I took the draw. Elche took the lead in the first half in a half that they were absolutely dominated by Levante. Since the turn of the second half, Levante were in complete control until a red card that was rescinded. Um, took like six minutes to decide, but it basically killed the entire game. So it did get rescinded. Levante stayed to 11 men, but the game was just shit after that. Like you can't have another break in the game in our six minute break where players are stood about. It, honestly, nothing happened. That it was, it was so bland after that. I don't think I had an R shot for Levante, so they never got it. Elche won one nil. The draw did not come in. My outsider was in Japan. Uh, Shimizu versus Shonen, which I'd also called a draw. This time the draw did come in. In fact, I even said on the podcast last week it'd be a one all credit score. Onto that, we're five to one. The game finished one one, so a nice big eleven to five outsider for the draw, five to one for the correct score, and six outsiders in a row for me. Which is <sighs> and that's unreal. It is unreal. That's amazing. That's so, amazing. I'm feeling a lot of pressure now on picking outsiders, but really, that should be the one you feel the less, the least amount of pressure on. Now, I, now speaking of goal predictions, Gordo. I have never been happier for the podcast and sadder for myself because I didn't put any money on it and everyone knows John Walker loves a cash out. So I would have been cashing this out after 65 minutes. It's twice, I reckon. The game that John is referring to for anyone who doesn't remember all of the picks from last week. Which they should. uh, um, It was Leon versus Lille. I had predicted a Lille away win. They had... They're one of these teams that's a bit of a hoodoo over uh, Leon. Didn't look likely. You would have been paid out on Leon. They went 2-0 up in the first half. Um, Leo had a goal chopped off. Then uh, the second half comeback was on. Uh, Leo got the game back to 2-1, 2-2. And with an 88th minute goal, I got my outsider in with 3-2. Now, the best part about this is, this is basically the exact thing that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. But I received an additional notification and it was the other way around. So it was nice to just get an outsider in from an unlikely position. But yeah, Lille took the win away at Lyon for a rather spicy price. I believe it went off at 21 to 10. It's shortened slightly, um, but very happy with that. And just to point out, I, I, pick, I take our three outsiders and take them as a tricksy, and I've been getting returns on that for like the last three or four weeks in a row. Um, n- never, never the full whack, because obviously a tricksy, you just need two of the three. Um, so another two out of three outsider week overall, really, really good. I'm just waiting for that three out of three because the three out of three returns heavy money. Yeah, my this outsider, week. My, my outsider this week's um, tricky. I'm not. I'm not gonna. It's going to be another two out of three. I think Andy for you, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but we've got a good news because the charity bet came in this weekend. Our treble. Um, my pick was Villarreal versus Barcelona. Both teams to score was five to eight. So not amazing price. But it was like 17 of Villarreal's 20 games this season had been both teams to score so far. Four of the last five meetings at Villarreal had been both teams to score. Barcelona won 2-1, very easy. Um, very happy just to click on that at full time and see that it came in. My charge pick also came in, obviously, for the for the treble. Uh, I was in the German Dritte Liga, the third division. Mannheim versus Munich 1860 took an away win. Uh, a huge price of 6-7, to seven. Uh, just under evens for that. I thought that was mental. Um, and, and Munich won 2-0 pretty comfortably. And, my, and you'll notice, and you'll notice, 
That's all four of my picks in again this week. Four of Andy four. loves a fourfold. I actually witnessed Andy's fourth pick come in because he was picking me up to go somewhere. And he was like, I need this notification to come in like <laughs> on Google Maps at the same time. <laughs> it's like a finish. It's like, yes! That's the Red Diamonds have scored. Um, so yeah, I got my secret banker actual charity in. Um, and this was Atalanta versus Bologna. No sweat in this game. Aye. As Atalanta ran out. It should have been a handicap. Seeing hindsight when I seen it kick off and seeing how many goals Bologna had been conceding recently. Jesus Christ, man, they are so open. Yeah. Um, but Atalanta cruised home, and that was at 4-11, to 11, like, which seems odd for a team that you'd think in their vein of form would be 1-5. to five. Well, that's that. That's just, they're two very good picks from last week because my banker was 4-11 uh, to 11 as well, and they won 5-0. Atalanta, they are 4-11 to 11 and they won 5-1. So that's yeah. what, a combined 10-1 scoreline. That's that's madness you're getting either yeah. of those teams in that spot at 4-11. to 11. Yeah. But the good news is the charity bet came in. Gordo, what was the final price? It was forty pounds and three pence, thanks to William Hill's super boost that I got at the charity. Another like two pound thirty. So that's a forty quid and a John Walker profit on a Champions League free bet. Is that what we've got there, Gordo? The I mean, it pretty much is. Yeah, you've got you've got <laughs> that three pence. I mean, those all add up. So in like I don't know two hundred years, you might have something that would be even money. But let's recap. That was that was another really good week. Um, so we're, and I'm certainly running really hot just now. The same way that teams go through a little spell of of uh, streaks. I yeah. I am streaking very well just now. Yeah, well, we're nine, nine of twelve. Nine of twelve is is, is big. You're yeah. making you're Andy. You're you're having the type of season running that a team might make in the championship playoffs in England would expect to win. The yeah, and go up up to the Premier League. You're just you're just hitting it hitting I'm the peaking at the right point. <laughs> All the players are fresh. All the picks are going good. Ah, oh, it's brilliant, man! Brilliant. Let's go into the picks for the first of May, two thousand twenty-one. I'll kick us off with the banker. I'm in La Liga. It's getting to the the final stages. Five weeks to go. I'm taking Real Madrid at home to Osasuna on Sunday night. Real Madrid have got Eden Hazard coming back, Sergio Ramos coming back, although they'll probably save those players for uh, the Champions League semi-final at Chelsea. But Real Madrid are purring a wee bit. That, that's as poor as I think you'll see them against Chelsea, but it was a good Chelsea side. But I just, there's something about Zinedine Zidane. They just seem to know how to grind out these results. They had a disappointing result with Hitafi and then Chelsea there, but this is a Osasuna side that aren't great. They've pretty much just secured their La Liga status, although it's only like, like 11 points above relegation with five to go. So they can still go down. But as we've discussed in a couple of other previous episodes, teams below them have to play each other and there will be draws in there. Teams won't win. So they are pretty much safe. They'll go to Real Madrid. They've got three fixtures out of the five that I think are winnable. And I think they'll go to Real Madrid just deciding to maybe play about with their squad a little bit. Um, it's vital for Real Madrid. They must win. I, I'd said previously, I was quite keen on taking all of all the top four to win their games this weekend at, I think, three to one. That's something to look at because I've not selected anyone else, I don't think. I think maybe get Barcelona, both teams to score appearing. But Real Madrid at home to Osasuna. 
Athletic comes the other way to Elche, Sevilla at home to Granada, I think it was. But bet, oh, it's not Betis because that'd be Derby. And Barcelona away at Valencia. I'd look at all of them, but my pick is Real Madrid at home to Osasuna. At 4 to 11, it's kind of same odds as your bankers last week. It's big odds it, for John Walker in a banker column, that. It, it, it will not be a 5 0. It'll be a it'll be a 2 1, 2 0 victory at Real Madrid. It'll be tighter than that. Yeah. I like it. It'll, it'll, it'll come in. Yeah. My banker, Saturday, nice and early, 6 a.m. start in the Japanese J1 League, uh, top division in Japan. Vigalta Sendai versus Kashiba Rezol. So Sendai, second bottom of the table. There were only 10 games in to the J League, so it's not like end of season stuff like it is in Europe. Um, we're 10 games in, and they only have three points. So three points for this whole campaign so far. Kashiba, 12th with 13 points, but form-wise... Kashiwa Rizal are one of the informed teams in the whole division at the moment. They've collected 10 points from their last five matches and now is a great time to be playing Vigalta Sendai who have been dreadful at home. Um, they've played three home games this season out of the 10. They've obtained one point from that. They've only scored one home goal but conceded seven. Um, this is a game where Kashiwa should be heavy, heavy favourites for it. Um, but you can get the double chance on draw or away. So draw or Kashiwa at two to five which is big, really, really big. That's a bit of um, metal, man, isn't it? Better, it's better than 4-11. to 11. Um, So Kashiba also won both both head-to-head games in last year's season. Yep. They they beat Vigalta 5-1 at home. Um, and more recently than that, 2-0 on the road last season. So on the road this season, everything, you know, they're good, they should win this game. But getting the double chance at 2-5, more than happy to have that as a banker. So it's, so it's a draw or away win. In Vigalta Sendai versus Kashiwa Rezo. Yeah, I, I like that. I like, that a lot. like it. Like it. I've got no complaints about you taking anything in Japan, especially with a team who have won three, what, played three oh, Vigalta games Sendai. scored a single goal. Oh, so Sendai are terrible. Like, really yeah. bad. <laughs> Speaking of terrible, uh, terrible teams, Lazio, I'm going to be taking to win. I don't really like them uh, <laughs> as a team, but I am I'm happy to take them to win against Genoa. And this is a, a Saturday, it's a Sunday game actually. So Sunday at eleven thirty, Lazio's home form of recent has been really good. They've won their last, they've won four of the last five um, home games. Their last home game they lost was against Bayern Munich. <laughs> but you can kind of expect that. However, they're beating teams that they need to beat now. They beat AC Milan three 0 the last time they played. They beat Benevento five three in a typically spirited performance from Benevento in there. Beating Spezia and Crotone in that that time as well. Genoa have been pretty rim, uh, pretty mince. They've taken one win from the last five away games. Their last five away games have been tough. They're playing against teams of Lazio's calibre. I just think Lazio are going to have more than enough to beat them here. I mean, if you look at Genoa in the standards, they've got 36 points. The relegation zone is 31 points at the moment. There's four teams between them and that. They'll have to play each other throughout that. Also, Genoa have got a slightly easier run-in than their opposition in here. This is not one of the games where Genoa will be thinking we're going to get something out of this. Or you need know, something out of. Or need something out of. However, you know, their last couple of games, so they, they then go to play Sassuolo, they play Bologna, who we're talking about last week, are ranked rotten. They play Atalanta, which is a struggle for them. And their last game is they play at Cagliari. Um, I just think that they'll be looking at those games and going, this isn't the one that we really need anything out of. So Lazio are four to eleven here. They're actually in sixth and making a really late top four push. The Italian league 
is interesting at the top this year. Inter have won it. So they, they're in 79 points. They're cruise control. However, between second and fifth, there is two points. Mm. And that's, that's... So you've got Atalanta in 68, Napoli in 66, Juve in 66, AC Milan in 66. But sneaking in there behind are Lazio in 61. You know, and, and, and you think if you were Lazio, you'd be going, well, we could maybe get up here and sneak into this. So Lazio have still got something to play for. They're scoring goals. Genoa aren't. I see this being a Lazio win. You're going to get four to 11 on that. Another thing just to note is Lazio are scoring quickly at the moment. Yes. Really sharp. Like within the first 15 minutes, it's something been like they've got a mental amount of goals. So I'm probably going to put a small bet on them to have the lead at half time, maybe even the lead. At like, Jay, you can do the kind of 25-minute mark. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's a combined thing, God, though, that I was just looking at there. So Gen- uh, Genoa have lost to AC Milan in the last game by a single goal. Juventus by two goals. They beat Parma away. They lost to Roma 1-0. They lost to Inter 3-0. In those four games against good sides, they've conceded in the first 25 minutes. Yeah. So see, if, but see the flip side, that, see if Genoa can get out in the first 25 minutes. It could be a fucking horrible game. And then the flip side to that is the Lazio have been coming out and scoring in the first 20 minutes regularly. Yeah. I would look, I would, that was exactly something I was going to call out. Was like, it's a flip side for me. It's that Lazio coming out of the traps could be key to the yeah. bet coming in anyway. So I'd maybe be inclined to look Wait. at that. Look or switch it No, no, no. Look, look at actually taking a bigger odds bet on Lazio to score in the first 25 minutes. Yeah. Because I think I, it'll, it'll, I mean, make, I just, it'll mean the banker comes in, I think. Genoa have got... Uh, the running is just so... Like, the Italian league is so bizarre at the moment because there's, there's teams in there that you could back for almost draws every week in the centre because they're just done. Like, there's nothing happening yeah. with them. But at the top and bottom, there's like nine teams involved in either end. So, uh, you know, happy with taking Lazio here. They're a bigger price um, than I could have went with bankers, but I just think that they've got stuff to play for. Okay, look, my value pick is in the Primera Liga in Portugal. I'm taking Santa Clara to beat Boa Vista at home. Boa Vista, third bottom, and they're fighting with Ferenc for that to get out of the re- two relegation spots and into that relegation playoff spot and try and escape with a chance to to play the lower division side. Um, Santa Clara in the last five games have won three and drawn two at home. Um, it's because of that I really, really fancy them. Um, that's been teams in and around Boa Vista's uh, standard. They beat Nacional 5-1, they beat Porto Manense 2-0, they beat Ferreira 3-0, who are actually above them in the league. So they're really strong at home because if you just click on Santa Clara's form in general, they've only got one win in seven, but that's because they've mm-hmm. played the majority of their games away and they've drawn one of their home games in that spell. So look kind of past that and look at the teams that Boa Vista have just lost to. They lost it home to Maritimo last time out. Santa Clara have got a really good defence. I think that'll be enough to see them through. I think this is way more comfortable than the, the 11 to 10 price you're getting as well. I think this is a comfortable win. I think Santa Clara keep a clean sheet as they have done a lot this season. And I think they win one or two now. I think I think well, this is a really good bet. I did want to take um, Guimaraes to beat Ferenza, but I don't want to bet against Ryan Gold losing a relegation battle game. But uh, Guimaraes 75 is actually really good to look at as well um, on how tight I think that game will be. I think you're getting too high a price for Guimaraes, but yeah, I'm going to stick with Santa Clara to beat Boa Vista on Saturday afternoon. 11 to 10 for the home side is way too nice. Um, get all over that. And it also does help for ends because it keeps Boa Vista down. My value pick, uh, same as the banker, Saturday at 6am start time in Japan in the J1 League. All my games are in the J1 League in Japan. 
Tokyo <laughs> versus the Yokohama F Marinos. I'll take an away win for the F Marinos. It, big odds, five to four. Uh, there's a big mismatch in form of these two coming into this one. Tokyo are struggling. They've only got four points from their last five matches and they have not been against good teams. Um, they include matches against both newly promoted teams. So they lost against Avispa Fukuoka and they drew against Tokushima Vortis. So they are not good results. Uh, Yokohama F Marinos are flying. Uh, 11 points from their last five games. Their goal difference in that time, 10 goals scored, only two conceded. So they are doing everything right. They're unbeaten in their last five matches away from home as well. And Tokyo have lost their last two home games. Um, obviously, the F Marinos are coming off the back of that 5-0 win last week. Um, they also won this fixture last season, so away at Tokyo, 4-0. So everything points to me for a nice Yokohama F Marinos win at a very big price of 5-4. to four. The price is a thing enticing me in. That's huge. Yeah, the price is enticing. It probably should be less, but it's just because I think Tokyo have only lost to Kawasaki and Sagantosu, who are both above Yokohama, is probably the reason you're getting a good price in general. Yokohama got off to a sluggish start, but they're they are good. They're going to yeah. be up at the top end of the table come the end of the season. Tokyo will be sort of mid-table team, I think, mid to top. Um, but the price of 5-4 to four is huge for the way these two teams are currently playing. Fine by me. I was going to say, I always feel slightly cheated. You guys are in slight, I'd say, almost obscure leagues for this. And I'm just going to Monaco versus Lyon in the French top division. That's obscure for me. I have no idea what's going on in France, really. Well, it's not a league I follow. I don't really care. Like, in you know. luck. You're in luck because the French league is the most exciting. It's been probably in about 10 years. So the French league currently sits poised with... Lille on 73 points, PSG on 72 points, Monaco on 71 points, and Lyon on 67 points. So there's four teams contending with, you know, six points between them. The top three, there's three, two points between them. Um, I really like Monaco to win this game. And I like Monaco because you're getting over even money for this. They're in the value column for me here. In their last five games, they've scored 15 goals and conceded zero. That's They're crazy. clinical. They beat Leon in the Coupe de France two games ago, and that was away from home. Leon now have to go to them in Monaco, and you could look at that Leon game when they played against Monaco in, in the previous round. The, Leon got a man sent off. The goals fired off. You know everything went against them. Monaco are just on the kind of run you're on, Andy. Yeah. Like you know they're hitting the ground running here. They're giving teams doings. They're not conceding goals as much as they were because at the start of the season, they were a team you could have looked at and went over 2.5, count me in. doesn't matter what the result is. They'll probably lose 4-3. But, you know, they're on a really good rich vein of form at the moment. They need to win this game. There's not many left in France here. The other teams, PSG don't have an easy ride in this week either. PSG are playing against Longs. PSG played midweek. They were ratty as fuck, as John mentioned. Longs are in fifth. They're probably about eight to one to win that game. I was thinking about taking them as an outsider, but it would kind of contrast with what I said about PSG the previous week, though, where I said they're still PSG. They generally go out and beat whoever it is they're playing against. Monaco in this spot should be beating Leon. They'll be expecting to beat Leon. They're playing well recently. I'm, I'm comfortable with taking them to do that. Leon's goal difference is one of the reasons for that. Leon in the last five games have scored 10, conceded nine. You know, that's versus Monaco conceding none and scoring 15. Monaco, 11 to 10. Back of the week. 
for me, this is this is fucking that's they've said everything that I had noted down. God, this just seems like such a solid pick, um, especially after what I witnessed in that fucking ass collapse last week. This this Leon side, I'm, I'm not good enough. Um, yeah, all over that. I think it's a great pick. I don't get the odds at all. Yeah, I think they're just banking on Monaco, perhaps doing what Leo. Leon did last week against Leo because anyone can really beat anyone but no, conceding five or ten, conceding ten goals didn't over the same time span I'll take Monaco Now for my outsider I think it's time to dip a toe in the water of Stoke again oh, Fuck um, off man <laughs> Well I, I've, I've looked at our records right the last time Stoke appeared in this podcast was Andy correctly predicting a draw Yeah. And before that, I actually correctly picked a draw. So they've actually featured twice in, in the last two times. They've featured, they have delivered the goods, despite a, a previous, I think, five in a row of any time we picked Stoke. It was a shambles. Stoke are safe. Stoke and QPR cannot make playoffs, but QPR are on real form just now. Um, they lost to Norwich last week. Norwich are going for a title. Um, it's fully accepted. But Lyndon Dykes and Charlie Austin's form um, for QPR in the last 10 games has been exceptional. QPR of one away to Swansea and one away to Middlesbrough who are above both Stoke and QPR just now in their last two away games. Stoke are just coasting it now. Stoke know there's nothing to play for. I think QPR really want to finish this. We've, I'm in a lucky position where I think QPR with Charlie Austin trying to secure a permanent deal and Lyndon Dykes heading to Euros QPR in a unique position where they've got two strikers who are so keen. Still yeah. hungry. Oh, yeah. And uh, if I've got a list of key players, Tyrese Campbell, who's probably Stoke's best winger, is out injured. James McLean, who's their other winger, is also out injured. Joe Allen, who's their most notable central midfielder, out injured. James Chester, who's their most experienced centre-half, is out injured. They're missing key players for this game. I cannot see past QPR winning this game at Stoke at 20 feet 10. Um, I'm really, really, really confident. I think it's a it's a mixed mash of styles as well with Warburton's kind of pure element of football that he constantly tries to do. I think QPR will win this and I think QPR will be really, really good in this game. Um, I also fancy Lyndon Dykes to score any time at 9-5. Any time at 9-5 for a guy that scored five in his last seven is fucking tasty. But 20 feet 10, QPR to win away at Stoke. I'm praying for Stoke to deliver the goods of a shite performance and let QPR nail this one in. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine a worse duel to play five-a-sides against? Up, like, Lyndon Dykes and Charlie, like, that would drive me fucking mental. Like, they're just big physical guys that, you know, have got something to play for. There's nothing nothing worse when somebody shows up, they're bigger, stronger, and more, and more interested in the game than you are. Uh, I like. I actually like this pick. I don't. I don't know why you've got. Yeah, I like it. So. Just because yeah. Stokes involved me. I just don't like involving Stoke in anything. Aye. But, so, yeah, this, this was a Premier League game eight seasons ago. What the fuck? <laughs> this this belongs in a mid-table Championship match. Yeah. My outsider Sunday morning, so six a.m. UK time in the J One League in Japan. Oita versus Shimizu S Pulse. This is a battle of two teams that haven't won a match in fucking ages, <laughs> right? Oita have drawn once and lost six times in their last seven games. So no wins in seven for them and six losses in there. Shimizu have drawn four times and lost three 
in their last seven games. So no wins in seven games for them either. That's 14 games where neither of these teams have won. However, in my opinion, the Shimizu Espals are the better team here. Um, they're 16th in the table. They've got 11 points so far this campaign, whereas Oita are 18th and they've only managed five points all season. So they've got less than half the amount of points. Uh, obviously, they've they've lost six out of their last seven, whereas uh, Shimizu have only lost three out of their last seven. And this, I think, is a spot where Shimizu can finally get a win. Um, and you'll get a big price on Shimizu S-Pulse here of two to one, um, nine to five on three six five just now at flash score in a game that I think either ends in a draw or an away victory. Um, I'll take the away victory for the big price on offer. Like it. Like it, considering how much you were talking about you dislike Oita and think they're, they're rank rotten. They're really Gosh. bad. Shimizu are not good, right? But Oita are really bad. It's nice to see Hamilton Kilmarnock being played in Japan. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> um, I like it. I, I mean... It, with your current outsider run, need you know, to go for can, that seven of seven. This is, seven you know, big. Um, well, I'm hoping to go two for two with my outsider pick this week. I am in La Liga two, which means you know it's going to be a draw. Yep. Um, the teams that I am selecting to draw this week in a one each draw are Las Palmas versus Pomfredina. So, oh, I haven't heard you mention Pomfredina in ages. Pomfredina. You, you used to you used to pick games involving them quite a lot at one point. They were also for draws. So that's yeah. good. It's good to have them back. Was it, what, what game? Is it Las Palmas Tenerife? Is that the, the places uh, you can go to for Presswick Derby? Presswick, Presswick International <laughs> Airport Derby. Um, yes, that is Las Palmas versus Girona. <laughs> um, so yeah, so in this game, <laughs> Pomperadina have, have drawn four, uh, four of the last five away games, one each. Mm. <laughs> uh, Las Palmas have drawn three of their last Four to five um, home games, one each. Hey, no more. This I'm sold. I am so <laughs> sold. Is one each. Me, man. Look at the, the table even is even more one eachy than it needs to be, right? So <laughs> Las Palmas can't... One eachy could actually be a Spanish place. A player? <laughs> yeah. Cleveland meet you for years at Celta Vigo. Um, Las Palmas are in 13th place, right? 13th place in uh, La Liga 2 out of 22 teams. They've got 46 points. They can't be relegated. They can't be promoted. They're playing for nothing and they're the home team. Conferadina, are they away team? They are playing for something. Something that's probably out of their reach. So they're in eighth position. They are four points behind um, Valacano. Um, and that's for the, you know, you play the, the, the kind of playoffs before the playoffs, before the thing. Girona and Valacano have got much, much easier run-ins. So I think they may have written this off. Las Palmas are all right at home. Conferidina are not great away from home. This game just shades towards one each. You can get five to one on one each, but if you want to take the straight up shite bag draw, that is 21 to 10 uh, for That's that good outside. Odds. I like it that. Is, 21 to 10 odds. is good. It is good odds for it. Um, I even looked at the double chance and went, right, well, the team that's something, something to play for or draw, that was two to three in Pomfredina in there. Don't like it. I'd much rather have the draw straight up. So you're getting the draw. 21 to 10. Uh, yeah, 1-1. One, one. All day long. 1-1 one, one in the first half and then nothing. <laughs> I, I like, I like that. Lot. I like that so much. 
on to the charity treble. So let's try and get a back-to-back charity for the first time ever, I think. Um, I'm going back to the, the Barcelona, both teams to score well. Um, Valencia versus Barcelona. I'm taking both teams to score at 4-7. to seven. It's happened in seven of the ten um, last appearances between the two at Valencia. It's happened in five out of five of Valencia's last five home games in La Liga. This is nailed on both teams to score. It's probably nailed on that Barcelona will obviously win this as well, um, just be chasing the title. But I don't want to touch that. I just want both teams to score and I can close the app. I don't need to look at the game again. Um, this will be this will be a high scoring game as well. This is like a Barcelona 4-2 classic. Um, do you know what pure seems like it's gone under the radar because Barcelona was so easily swept aside by fucking out PSG in the Champions League? Mm. Neymar's goal scoring this eh, Neymar Messi's goal scoring has been ridiculous in La Liga. Like I think he's like four off his season best for the last four seasons. Like it just seems yeah. to be. Do you know what I think it's? I think it's because it's not on Sky and it's on fucking La Liga TV. Just less people seeing it. But he's been fucking ridiculous, man. He's been so so good. I think I put up a stat about Ryan Gold being involved in like fifty two percent of Ferenc's goals. Messi's been involved in 62% of Barcelona's goals in the league. That's, it's, that's mental. It, what does that say game? to you? The rest of the players are rubbish. Shite. I, you. <laughs> they need Messi to either be putting things on a plate or just fucking doing it himself. Yeah, Barcelona-Valencia, I uh, went and watched two years ago and it was 5-2, so I am so on board with this. It was it was two, it was the both teams to score within 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> it, it's it, it's just just ridiculous. I I I am with you here, John, in that. The odds are only forty seven, but it's it will get us uh, value towards the charity and hopefully get us towards another. I think judging by the other odds, well, another forty quid. No, mine's just mine's just pretty normal. Mine's just more than that. Mine's shorter Andy's was higher last week. Mine is mine is shorter this week. It's Saturday at nine a.m. Uh, so you can watch this game in the, in the Japanese J-League at a, a nice time. And to use John Walker parlance, I'm going back to the Yokohama FC unwell. <laughs> <laughs> the Yokohama FC play badly train. Um, it, this is a bet against them because they're awful. They're dead last in the J-League with only two points through 11 games all season. Um, and they're at home to the Kashima Antlers. Uh, so... Dead last, two points. They've only scored seven goals, but they've conceded a massive 32, Yokohama FC, so they're, they're just not good. Uh, Kashima, they're a mid-table club so far. They'll be a mid-table club come the end of the season. They have 12 points from 10 matches, scored 12, conceded 13. Bang average. Um, they're actually unbeaten in their last six games, though. They've got three wins, three draws, and all those matches are against teams that are a lot better than Yokohama FC. Um, I'm just picking Yokohama FC to lose this match, and you'll get odds of a Kashima Antlers win at four to six. A team that were very close to your heart for for quite some time, Kashima Antlers. Oh uh, yeah, three three years ago when I first got really interested in in Japanese football, the Antlers were amazing that season. Yeah, they were, um, they were tremendous. Lost a, a wee bit of form since then, but yeah, they're they're still a big club. Um, but I don't think they'll be title contenders this year. Okay. Well, I like it. It's in Japan. You've picked it. So I assume it shall win. I am back to a league that I also enjoy. This is uh, France's League One. And this game would be my pick of the week um, on, on my side. And I put it into the chat this time because I can't believe the odds you're getting on it. 
this is Lorient versus Angers. Um, now, if you look at Lorient's league position, they need to win games. They're in 17th, just above the relegation zone. They're four points above the, the, the relegation zone. But they've been on a bit of a tear at the moment. They're playing against mid-table, nothing to play for, Angers in this spot. Now, Angers have lost their last four games on the spin. They lost to Monaco, they lost to PSG. Forgivable, that's fine. They lost to Rong and they lost to Lyon. They haven't scored a goal in that run. Their previous win before that was against Sedan in the, the Coupe, de, Coupe de League. And if I haven't mentioned the French team, it means they play in such a regional league. <laughs> I, thought were, I thought they were playing some sort of international game. I said <laughs> yeah. Sedan. Um, well, they might as well have been. They only won 1-0. Um, so Lorient have actually been playing quite well. They've, they've suffered the same fate when they've played against teams that are, that are better than them. You know, they, they lost to Marseille 3-2. The loss to Longs on there, who are in fifth, uh, 4-1. But they beat Brest. They beat Bordeaux last week, importantly, 4-1. Now, they, they handed Bordeaux a doing, who are, who are a pretty decent team. And if you look at Lorient's home form in there as well, their last four home games they haven't lost. Beat Bordeaux, beat Brest, drew with Nice, beat Saint-Étienne. Now, you're getting Lorient at just under even money. You'll probably get them at actually even money on the day. Um I just see them really needing a win against a team that need nothing from this. And this is one of their games. If you look at Lorient's run-in, this is their, one of their games that will be going, right, this, this keeps us up. If you look at their run-in after this, they play Lyon, they play Metz, and they play Strasbourg. Strasbourg are another team down there with them. Lyon, challenging for the title. You'd expect Lyon to be going for that win. And Metz in there are also up towards the top. So there's a couple of games that you think we need points in, and this is one of them. So I'm going to take Lorient on this spot. Let's make it two for two at the bankers. Charities. Charities. It's so much of a banker in the charity spot. Um, but yeah, let's make it. Let's, okay, make let's it. get, let's get, let's get 12 out of 12. Come on guys. Yeah. Come on. Right. Super coupon. I, I, did, I did have the super coupon on. And you can get all the, all the picks written down in the cheat sheet for the, for the Patreon listeners. Um, so that Patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet. The UFC god though, that fucking UFC went tits up, right? That was such oh, a fucking Jesus. bizarre event, man. Oh, well, That's... so me, me, and B, me and Blair talked about it like that. It's an absolute snooze fest. There's nothing going to happen. Fucking Every hell, man. was a knockout. <laughs> or, or a fucking, or a stoppage where they kind of fucking broke his Guy. leg. I was, oh, Blair... I was feeling... <laughs> so Blair messaged me before with his notes for it, right? And made a joke about, I bet Chris Weidman breaks his leg in this, like after what he did to Anderson, he, he did, he, he broke his leg in there. One of the best cards I've watched. Because I, oh, unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, we got some of our picks in with just the win selections in there. Yeah. However, the knockouts are just, like Rose Namajunas' one was it's just amazing. Uh, the head, a head kick that looks like it found the, the only spot that would, that would have done that. And then Masvidal getting knocked out. That was, was just that satisfying. Was beautiful, man. That it was, was. gorgeous. Um, yeah. But so that's the kind of content that is on Patreon. And for us, I am fully aiming to get back into the swing of things for the summer um, UFC Patreon cards to keep us going because I have fucking done nothing while you guys have been carrying the carrying the can, carrying the dead weight. What have you been carrying? Just extra content to the hilt, mainly just baseball is. bats and golf aye, clubs. Just, aye, just the fucking sports that I have no interest in. Because <laughs> you guys are way more middle class than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching the snooker? 
No, mate, Snooker was something I watched till I was about 13, 14 and realised I was alright at football and just stopped playing anything that Snooker, was football. The Snooker's on just now. It's brilliant. I love it when the World Championship Snooker's on. Um, so today's thir- we're recording this Thursday lunchtime. Um, the games that, that are going on this afternoon, Karen Wilson against Sean Murphy, I'm get- I just can't resist taking Sean Murphy as an underdog in this match. Um, yeah, so that, that'll be, I'll have that on in the background this afternoon. Sean Murphy versus Karen Wilson. In fact, I've actually got Sean Murphy to win the whole thing. Is there um, a crowd? Quite, quite big odds. There is a crowd. Not, yes. not a, a socially distanced crowd, but there is a crowd. Why? I mean, what does a snooker crowd? What does a snooker crowd make Aye. that much of a difference? I know. I mean, like overall, like we've got to be quiet until anything happens. Oh, it makes a it makes a huge difference, though. Just uh, in an arena with people watching. Aye, oh, yeah. You also want, yeah, you want the snooker. Get the rounds of applause, you get the, yeah. It's yeah, it's great. like darts and snooker. If you don't have the crowd just pure pressurising you, it's just you've been able to play snooker in a pub. Like, you exactly. need that kind of, yeah. oh, I can't fuck yourself. Yeah. need the crowd. I mean, I know, I know nothing about snooker. So, I, it's a sport that is up there with curling for me as things, levels of interest. Cricket. Like, things, oh, really? as well. things Scotland were good at in the 90s. Yeah. I love snooker. Snooker is definitely the sport for me. Well, that's not true. Okay, it's the, it's the it's the sport for me that I am most interested in. That I am most bad at when it comes to playing. Like, <laughs> I was going to include horse racing in there, but I've never tried it, so I might be brilliant. Oh, just, who knows? Scary. Who knows? But <laughs> in terms of snooker, because I watch it so much, if I approach a snooker table for a game, I know exactly what I should be doing. I'll just play this down here, bit of left-hand side, take off that cushion, back up into bulk. And then I actually go to execute that and I miss the pot by, oh, about a yard. Balls everywhere. <laughs> End up in a half table. Drop the cue. Just, just, <laughs> and it. just go, right, lads, I'm just going to have a Guinness at the bar. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> see, see if they've got some dartboards. I can do that. It, we've also got the, the Facebook group. Um, if you search Trample Bet Podcast, as a private group, we do let people in. There is a whole host of content in there that... Um, I'm just going on Facebook just now. Move, remove Facebook from my phone. I'm just using Facebook on the laptop and I dip in and out just to see what's going on in Trample Bet. And oh my God, see see if I don't go on for four days, there's fucking scrolls worth of posts that I have to Really go good stuff as well. Find any. Well, I'm obviously missing too much though. This is why we yeah. try to do the Discord chat and the Trample Bet, which we'll try and get up and running just because it's something so, getting the alerts is so easy. My enjoy Slesnick keeps me up to date with more stats than I, I even know about Australian football. It's ridiculous. Get Stokes, Michael Stokes in there as well doing his rugby. He went one for two last week with his rugby tips, but he did advise people to take them as part of like, if you were sticking something on an acre. So that one's good. And he's got one for the weekend that is already dropped in price. So it's, he, knows it, he, stuff. he knows his stuff and he knows his stuff in international rugby games not not international games games that are happening across the globe yeah. um, in other countries leagues that our bookies are a wee bit bad at pricing up or slow to react to local yeah. news um, so definitely definitely check the Facebook group for what Michael's got to say with those rugby matches Mitchell David was another one who was posting this week about Sheffield United under 23s who yeah he's been really good with that yeah basically apparently the under 23s are like it, well, if they if they they're one to watch because if they uh, but like totally lose this Premier League, if it's another like two or three games that they that they they lose, that whole team will just be like, right, go have a shot. I've been Premier League players for a bit. This is good experience, um, and and they're top of the league. They've won they won the last six in a row. So, young blades, watch out. 
Okay, that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.